Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to a new episode of Esports Boom, your weekly esports business wrap-up podcast. But uh, this week, because it's the last episode of 2017, we wanted to do something different. So rather than talking about the news, and, and honestly, there is a lot of news out there this week because of the holidays, we figured it would be good to look back at 2017, talk about some of the biggest stories, and... Um, also give some of our predictions and trends that we see will pop up in 2018. Um, I'm joined as always by my co-host Anton Ferraro. Anton, how are you? I'm doing good, Mo. Uh, how are you doing? How, how was your break so far? It's going great. I mean, uh, it's very relaxing and uh, ready to get back to work, though. But uh, definitely, definitely those those days where you don't need to worry about what time you wake up are, are definitely worth it. How about you? I'm enjoying myself. I just downloaded a new game. I'm going to be checking out There Are Billions. It's a tower of defense game. Kind of uh, excited because that's my jam. But yeah, let's get into some of the stories. Um, I think that the way that we're going to structure the show is, well, we're going to first go over things that we think will get bigger. And then we're going to transition into things that we think are going to get smaller. So let's get into it. Mo, what do you think is one trend that will become bigger in 2018? Well, one trend, I think that we look up is mobile esports. So we've seen some titles really jump up in 2017. We saw Clash Clash Royale really build up. And um, we saw the start of Arena of Valor. I mean, the start in the US and in Europe. So I think it's pretty interesting to see that grow. And I think we'll, I think 2018 will be the year where we'll see a tier one, a real tier one mobile esports title. And I'm putting my bet on either Clash Royale or Arena Valor. Yeah, I also had mobile getting bigger. Um, I'm going to, I think Clash Royale is going to need, or Arena Valor, a year or so to catch its feet in the US. Um, I think it's had a pretty long runway in uh, China. But I think Clash Royale will be the game that will kind of bring mobile. Um, I think that they've kind of been quietly operating their circuit for, uh, you know, maybe uh, the past six months. But the game, it continues to be popular, continues to be a huge, huge earner. I think some earnings reports came out earlier this month about just how massive it was. Um, so I'm very bullish on mobile esports. Um, I don't think that mobile esports battle royale games are going to be as popular. Um, the experience just isn't that great. Um, I agree. Yeah. So, and I think, I guess it's, we'll segue into battle royale. But yeah, I think battle royale may become a huge trend. I think we've seen... Um, you know, it, it's already been massive this past year. So this is again, like a really kind of a safe bet, but I think what you're going to see is, um, production companies, whether it's somebody up in, uh, what is it? Twin galaxies up in New York with the brick Fox's people or ESL with PUBG, or even maybe Tencent with Fortnite, try and put on a good production for battle Royale. And I think that the, because the concept is so simple, I think it's going to attract much more mainstream attention. Absolutely. I think the rise of a tier one esports title being Battle Royale, I think is a bit of a chaotic right now because of all the players. But I think we'll see a ton of, you know, whether it's PUBG, Fortnite, or whatever Battle Royale game will come out. I think we'll see tons of people aiming for that tier one shot, but landing in some, in, in a solid, you know, tier two, tier three spot, and really starting to build a grassroots community. So all right, let me put you on the spot here. And um, there's two basically front runners right now, which is PUBG and Fortnite. Mm -hmm. And 
I'm going to answer this question after you, but I'm curious to see out of PUBG and Fortnite, which do you think is going to come out on top as the first eSport and why? That's very tough. Um, I will have to go with Fortnite um, just because of its cartoony kind of vibe and, and its free-to-play user base. I think it has the potential of attracting more kind of a mainstream audience. I don't think you know, we'll see traditional TV or big brands invest in PUBG the way they would do in Fortnite because Fortnite is a lot is a little bit more family-friendly. So even though I think it's kind of against the current trend, I think Fortnite will have a, a very, very good year. Uh, how I, about you? I also think it's going to be Fortnite. One, I will agree with your point about it being more sponsor-friendly. Um, I'm also going to say that the game right now, in my opinion, has more depth with the structure building aspect of it. Um, you know, I, you know, and two, I think that the developers have been much better at supporting it and they have, you know, they're, they're just iterating day in and day out. I mean, I feel like every other day that I log in, there's an announcement about something coming out, whether it's like the boogie bomb or, you know, a new 50 versus 50 mode. And I feel like with PUBG, it's like, I don't play it nearly as much, but the biggest announcement that I've seen is that you, you can now mantle and that you have a second map. Um, so I'm much more bullish on Fortnite j just based on their momentum and just based on, you know, where they're taking it. It's also a Tencent property. So as Tencent continues to um, establish their world domination, um, Fortnite's a safer bet. Absolutely. And I think you also had a, um, a trend that had to do with Tencent since we're already talking about it. Yeah. So I feel... Um... This is kind of what I want to see out of Tencent. So basically six months ago, they came out with an announcement that Droga5 is going to be their creative agency on record for the North America. Um, during that time, they, you know, they have, they acquired um, Clash Royale, which I'm trying to remember who, Supercell. They, they own Riot Games and they own, a, I think, a controlling stake of Epic Games, which uh, operates Fortnite. And I would really like to see, and I'm going to guess that it's something that they're considering, a Tencent festival similar to the style of a BlizzCon or a uh, TwitchCon. Um, to my knowledge, I don't think Riot does anything like that. I think that High res um, does it. They have the High res festival. Is High res by the way, owned by Tencent? I think they are. Partially owned, right? Yeah. So I think that you're going to see a bigger, like, like an official Tencent festival. Uh, maybe not League of Legends just because it's such a strong property on its own, but I would not be surprised to see something like Clash or Fortnite join forces, you know, at some expose. Yeah, and generally, I think Tencent will completely wrap up, ramp up their uh, their esports uh, activities. They're hiring for esports uh, people in the U.S. right now, and they're hiring very actively. So I think we'll see some really big moves by them in, in 2018. Yeah. Um, all right. What's your next trend, Mo? So the next trend kind of is, is, is primarily positive, but it has one smaller negative like undertone. So I think the NBA 2K League will be a surprise. I think right now it's kind of the NBA 2K community is very active and very excited. But then if you go to the more like old guard of esports, they're a little bit hesitant about it. I think it will surprise positively. Uh, especially if you compare it to the investment you needed to make in the beginning to get into the league, uh, the amount of money poured into it, and probably the results. 
Uh, this will be from both a viewership and sponsor perspective. I think large part of it is driven by their innovation. They were they're working so closely with um, with the publisher on continuing to innovate and making it easier, easy, more easy for sponsors and uh, and players to uh, to get into it. Uh, however, I do think that they will make some mistakes. I think this first year is an experimental year, pretty much. Uh, but I don't think it'll have. I think it, it. They will make some clear mistakes for everyone to see. But I think in the long term, uh, they'll be healthier because of it. Yeah, um, I, I, I think that out of the three leagues, what is it? You have the FIFA league, you have the Madden league, and you have the NBA league. Those are the kind of the traditional sports leagues. Um, I think that. Um, the NBA 2K League seems like the front runner. They're definitely, they seem like they're putting in the most amount of resources, the most amount of planning. Um, Madden Challenge definitely took steps, but I just don't, like, they're not, they're kind of doing what they did before, just better. Mm -hmm. um, so I do, I am more bullish out of the NBA, on the NBA League out of all of those, especially because it is, the, the, it is the NBA League. Madden is kind of run by EA. So there's, um, their hands are tied in some respects. Um uh, no, definitely. And I think that, um, yeah, so I guess, okay, my next prediction is that I think that another startup similar to Discord will break through. And it doesn't mean it's going to be a chat or communication app, but I do think that another uh, service provider for users will have massive amounts of growth. Um, I think in 2014, you know, Twitch was that story. In um, 2016-17, Discord was that story. And I think we're due for another one in 2018. So something that will leverage esports for its initial 0 to 1, 0 to 10 growth will break 25 million users. That's my firm bet. That's really interesting. Um, I, I, I kind of agree. Uh, I just am completely oblivious to what it would be. I'm very much looking forward to seeing that. Yeah, no, I think it'll come through. Um, I mean, if honestly, if one of us would have the idea, we, we we wouldn't we wouldn't be here making a podcast right now. We would have been, would have been working on it. Yeah, definitely. All right, what's your next one, Mo? So the next one kind of has to do with like the tech world as well. Uh, I think Facebook or YouTube will really ramp up their their esports offering. Either one of them will try to make a push uh, to get chip away at Twitch. We've seen kind of the the foundation being set on on YouTube side with their face it deals and, and some of their leagues, but they've been, you know, kind of on, on the backside when it comes to live offering. I think Facebook has their Paladins League and that isn't doing too well. But I think especially with both of them getting bigger and bigger teams on the game side, I think we'll see them really going for the bigger tournaments, like the tier one tournaments. And I think we'll, there'll be some, some big announcements in uh, 2018. Yeah. Um, I, I, so yeah, I think with Facebook or with uh, Google, we saw that they are now providing stats directly in the search bar. Um, they are providing loot drops. So they're definitely uh, trying to integrate directly with the games. Um, I think with Facebook, we saw them roll out their creators program and we saw some moves with Paladins. I was actually very bullish on uh, esports content on Paladins, but it has not been surfaced to me once. Um, I'm interested in esports. 
I, you know, I feel like, you know, Facebook has that data on me, but that content has never been surfaced to me. And it's kind of disappointing. And to be fair, I think that's a larger problem with Facebook. Um, like I'm a youth soccer fan and I haven't seen anything of the Champions League games that were exclusive to the U.S. And yeah. No. And uh, so the other way that like I've read an interesting article about how Facebook um, uh, evolves its product. At any given time, there are thousands of versions of Facebook that uh, users are interacting with. Um, and basically what happens is developers, in order to test a feature and its success, they will release it to a limited amount of users, like sometimes 10,000, sometimes more. And then depending on how that test goes, they will ramp it out to into a wider release to you know, globally or to their entire user base. So I'm curious if, okay, like we haven't seen any massive steps out of Facebook this year. Um, but I would not be surprised if during 2017, they were testing these features with a limited amount of people. Um, and then in 2018, potentially is when we'll see them get like, you know, roll it out. So they're getting this Paladins content for free. They're basically using it as a test. And then in 2018, you know, once they figured out like how to best optimize it for their sample size, they like just do a wide release to everyone else. I mean, that's like, you know, an Alex Jones conspiracy theory. But again, like thinking about it, maybe maybe it is like kind of an internal test. They're not trying to, since they don't have to pay for the content, they're not under um, under pressure to monetize it and grow it. Fair enough. It wouldn't be an esports boom episode without you uh, talking about at least one conspiracy. Yeah, no, I mean, definitely. It's always, it's always enjoyable. All right. Okay. So let's talk about another trend. I think that Netflix will have original esports content in 2018. Do you agree or disagree, Mo? I I agree. Um, the, I think they will like, license content that isn't exclusive more heavily. But the way, just the massive way they're they're producing content in 2017 and 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 the growth they're planning in 2018, it will be hard for them not to have targeted esports content or at least gaming content that focuses on esports as well. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. So Netflix, I think Amazon will all make a bigger move into esports. I think right now they're, they own Twitch. Um, there's a report kind of two weeks ago, three weeks ago now of how one of the, there's a guy who's in charge of um, there's a guy in the Twitch office who is it was basically installed by Amazon and he's kind of helping co-run the company right now. So I think that's them trying to basically integrate Twitch further into the Amazon brand. I think that they did a lot of stuff with mobile this year that was directly under the Amazon label. Um, I think that there's a lot more integration that Amazon can do in the space. So I think that them, in addition to Netflix, are going to make many more bolder moves. Um, especially with how much Facebook is doing, how much YouTube is doing, the fact that they're probably eating away at Twitch's market lead. Um, so I, I do have a prediction that Amazon, you'll see more out of Amazon and esports in 2018. Yeah, and uh, I also think that we'll see more, we'll see Twitch being used more to promote Amazon's services and products. We've seen it with the, with, with, uh, Twitch Prime, obviously, but lately we've seen it with the G League, which focuses more on the, kind of sports video set, the strategy that Amazon has and some of the NFL games. So I think that'll also grow tremendously in 2018. Yeah, no, I think I, I agree. 
Do you have any more uh, growing trends, or are we into the next two more? Yeah, growing I have one more prediction that okay. it's a positive prediction for for twenty eighteen. I think the either the MLS, NFL, or both will announce a league similar to NBA two K in twenty eighteen. So right now, the MLS is notoriously absent from esports. Uh, some mm-hmm. of the teams already have a FIFA player, uh, like um, NYCFC. Uh, the NFL on the other side has kind of the grassroots tournament system. They don't really have a league uh, where every every uh, team has a play has a has a, a player playing for them that, that you know they play week in week out. I think we'll either see we'll see at least one of them, if not both of them, announce or even start a league in. 2018 yeah i mean they're they have the the madden ultimate league right now that's going to start up i think in a week or two i mean maybe not in a week or two but it's on the horizon um so i am and they did have the club series this year which was um you know each team i think got their own player so i'm curious how that will be evolved because i don't think i've seen any official announcements on that no so i think you know that's a that's a logical one but i think we're also looking at the mls we can see them announce something in 2018 you have anything yeah. else, or shall we shall we move to the uh, more negative trends for 2018? Uh, I have two more, but they're kind of safe bets again, and then one kind of segues into the negative stuff. Um, so one, I think casinos will incorporate esports more on their gambling floors. Um, that's just kind of a I think it's a no brainer. I think that you know that w- with what they're doing with Tobias, I don't expect Tobias to release his game in 2018. But I do expect that um, they will have like an esports breakthrough moment. Some down on the luck publisher will allow casinos to um, use their titles on the gaming floor. Uh, I think that, you know, there's enough hype about esports and there's enough publishers out there that aren't hitting their benchmarks that just kind of giving favorable treatment uh, to casinos to incorporate their games on the gambling floor will occur. Agreed. How about the second one? The second one, it kind of segues into the negative ones, um, so it's kind of a perfect one, is I think that the U.S. government will begin the process to regulate esports. Um, I think that we've kind of enjoyed some positive things, you know, like athletic visas, um, but, you know, with gambling becoming more involved, with um, with the amount of attention that and the money that's being poured into the space, uh, you're going to see it come under the same type of scrutiny as traditional sports are currently uh, experiencing. Um, so I think that process will start to kick off and, you know, gain steam during 2018. Yeah, especially when, if they have, you know, the, the Jersey decision about like gambling and, and everyone's talking that a decision will most likely be made in 2018 about legalized sports gambling. Once mm-hmm. that once that goes through, you can expect tons of regulation with regards to esports. Yeah. All right. So what's your first negative one? Let's go negative, Nancy. Yeah, so I have one big negative one, um, which is that the OWL will disappoint their traditional sports investors and a mainstream audience in 2018. And just to elaborate a little further on that, I don't think it'll disappoint the Overwatch fans or the esports teams invested in the league. I think the esports teams invested in the league have a better grasp of the type of ROI they can expect, the type of growth and the opportunities. I think furthermore that the hardcore Overwatch fans clearly have um, 
have, you know, they like so far what they're seeing or, or, their, or their, the product is starting to grow. I think they'll continue, especially with in-game, uh, you know, incentives to watch the game. But the dream of it being a kind of growing into the mainstream and really the idea that the traditional sports owners had of it really exploding year one, I really doubt that's going to happen. I think they'll be disappointed. And I think the mainstream media will be disappointed. And like everyone who doesn't, who didn't take all the announcements with a grain of salt, I think is going to be disappointed. Yeah, I think that, um, gosh, I really hope that they succeed. I think that, no, it it would be terrible for everybody in the space if, you know, if they, if they don't do well, I think that they're doing, making all the right steps and, you know, if they could succeed with Counter-Strike, I think Overwatch has hope. I just think that um, you know, Overwatch has more than hope. They have a really good chance. They also have $230 million that's been committed to the league. I just think that, um, you know, when you get over the initial hype of the launch and, you know, you get into the league and where the storylines have to carry carry the league... Um, I think that they really need to succeed and knock it out of the park. Um, but yeah, I mean, there, it's a, it's a tenuous territory. I think that, you know, um, I would, I would also not be surprised, you know, if they change the game. Right. So the idea is um, like one of the, one of the benefits that we're always touting about digital sports versus analog sports is that you can change analog sports. Or you can change, sorry, you can change digital sports, so esports, right? Um, you can update it. You can you can make changes. And if you look at like, okay, what Riot, the the state of Riot's product, what it was at in, in 2010 versus to where it is now in 2018, I think that Overwatch has the resources and has the capability to evolve their game. And I think that right now, one of the things that people are most nervous about is the game quality. Like it plays well, but it doesn't like the depth and the complexity make it hard to watch. Um, so the idea is that the fact that you can change champions during uh, a match, the fact that, you know, there's, it's a six on six. I, I would not be surprised to see them make big changes, whether it's, you know, drop it down to a five on five, create a two V two mode, or uh, just like evolve the game over the course of, you know, three or four years away from, you know, the six on six that it is. Um the six on six push the payload or come out with a new game mode. So I, th- I do think that overwatch has hope. I just feel like they need to, they need to iterate and they need to evolve quickly. Yeah. It'll definitely be like the thing I'm most excited about, about for 2018 from a kind of league and tournament perspective is to see the OWL and the NALCS start the first month of 2018. That'll yeah, I mean, be historical moment in esports. No, definitely. Um, yeah, no, it's, it's going to be a crazy January. And, and I think that, you know, the fact that two leagues uh, that are kind of operating, you know, in tandem with the LCS and the OWL, I think that they, they're both benefiting from it, right? That it's creating the storyline of like, oh, which game do you follow? Um, so I think that's a positive. All right. So my negative story is I think you're going to see one or more media coverage sites shut down, and these are going to be big ones. Um, I don't, it's really hard to make any money. Advertising rates are f- falling through, uh, through the floor. Um, I, I've seen too many shut down this year. I've seen many shut down previous years. And I think that trend will continue. I don't think that 
Um, I think that for the amount of money I'm seeing poured into coverage sites, whether it's the content like Mashable's doing or Double Tap or The Score or ESPN or, you know, I'm trying to think who else there is, you know, Kotaku has their own vertical. Um, I'm, I don't think that there's enough room for all of them. And I don't think that, you know, they're differentiating in the content that they're creating enough. Absolutely. Uh, I, I think we'll probably see, might even see more than, than, than just one. I think a lot of these companies are experimenting with their esports vertical. I mean, Double Tap is a great example. That's like really an, an experiment. And if those don't pay out in a year, they, you know, they will be shut down. Yeah. And I think actually by the end of 2018, it'll be an 18 month runway for most of these guys. Yeah. All right. Um, what's your, do you have anything that you think is going to get smaller or a negative one? I just have one more. I think you have, you have plenty more, but um, I think that we'll see, you know, there, there is a host of independent tournament organizers building up similar to what we saw with media. So on one hand, you know, you have the big, the, the giants, like the ESL, the dream hacks, and now you have tons of these smaller independent organizers uh, bubbling up. Uh, Twin Galaxies is a good example, but they're even smaller ones. I think it's a similar idea like uh, like uh, media, where especially because of the way sports works, you know, you can't have a league. If your league gets big enough, uh, the, the games, you know, either the publisher will say like, hey, you know, we want to run our own esports tournament, or the publisher will just say, we don't want you to throw any more tournaments of our game. So I think there are tons of these independent tournament organizers sprouting up right now. Um, and I think a lot of them will have to either pivot or they're just going to fail just because of the, com- the extreme competitiveness right now in this space. Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree. It's, it, you know, the wild, wild west years of, you know, succeeding as a uh, run and gun tournament provider are definitely over. I think you're seeing even some of the bigger dogs, you know, fight over, you know, not the top tier titles. And I think the publisher control has kind of taken away that opportunity. Um, I think we're going to see, so my negative one is I think we're going to see a scandal where a big personality will step over the line. Um, I think that, you know, we've had some brushes before, um, you know, maybe thinking about like what Thorin did and with his Polish comment that, I mean, it was definitely out of line, but I don't think that it was anything on the level of Harvey Weinstein. Um, but I think that something that's been building for a year or multiple years uh, will boil over. I don't have anything specific, but what I do, kind of my reasoning on this was, you have a lot of people in the space who've been here for 10 years. Um, I think that at least one of them has skeletons in their closet. And I think that um, once they become large enough and lucrative enough to become a target, the person who um, was wronged will uh, surface their worries. Um, so I do think that you know you're going to have a big esports scandal in um, 2018, whether it's player side, whether it's personality side, um, whether it's you know publisher side. I think that you know there's going to be something larger. Well, I, I hope you're wrong. Um, I unfortunately think that it, it, there's probably a big reason for it to happen. To be honest, I think it's not the people that are most targeted right now because, you know, 
the person yeah, I mean, if there was something on like thorn or richard lewis that was major because they're such public figures it would have already surfaced yeah, i think it's and gonna I, be yeah i think they have strong opinions but i don't think they are those type of people god forbid i don't think they are that um you know they just have strong opinions and therefore they you know if it's kind of this reasoning right if if they had something even remotely incriminating like that it would have been out right now because people are digging because they're so have such large opinions i think it's most likely unfortunately going to be someone you do not expect it to come from yeah no i think it's going to be somebody from i mean i don't know i don't have any predictions but it's yeah i think that there's going to be a big one um i think we've been fortunate that there hasn't been anything too major but i think that we're you know just seeing what's going on everywhere else i think that um we're kind of an outlier in in how little uh has been mentioned yeah all right. And I think my last one for the negative ones um, that I'm going to say is I think Counter-Strike is overvalued right now. I think that um, we're going to see some pullback from CSGO. I think it's they're not necessarily making as much money from sponsors as they wished because it's, you know, a, a terrorist versus counter-terrorist game. Um, I think that, you know, the player salaries have ballooned to an extreme amount. And I don't think that, you know, they have the same protection as franchising. We've also seen, you know, some, and I don't know the, the specifics of this, but we've seen some of this start to happen with ES Force um, pulling back, I think, from Na'Vi. So that's also kind of like an interesting one because ES Force was kind of the first big, I guess, I don't want to call them a tra- traditional team that sponsored an esports team but they were kind of this giant investment vehicle that came in and they bought everything you know they had arenas they had uh content they had teams they had leagues um and then they kind of got a uh, look at all like you know the data from all those okay this is where people are making money this is where people aren't making money and they're starting to basically cut you know the things that they don't see a future for they don't find lucrative um and this isn't indicative of Counter-Strike specifically, but I think that, you know, you're going to see traditional sports teams walk away from um, their esports investments, similar to the way that ES Force walked away from Navi. Um, and I think that you're going to see that happen more with games that are that involve Counter-Strike. Um, you saw that, I mean, to some degree, you saw that also happen with CLG where they walked away. Um, they had a pretty good Counter-Strike team for a while. They weren't able to generate revenue. And I know the players right now, you know, it's like making like 25 grand a month or, or what or whatnot. So it's uh, it's an expensive place to operate. And I think that the margins just aren't there anymore. Yeah, I uh, I think you're 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 right on target here. Uh, I think primarily it's because of the strength of these new like franchise leagues coming up where the economy is much more much more streamlined. You know, players player salaries are you know, there's a minimum salary, but there's also it's also brought closer together. I think, on the other hand, CSGO, because like you said, it's not sponsor-friendly. I think if sponsors are looking to invest in esports, uh, they will go to one of the big leagues. And I think that will take away even from the existing sponsorships right now in Counter-Strike. Yeah, no, I I, I, I agree as well. Um, so I think that's kind of like the negative ones, some other random things that I'm kind of looking forward to, and I'm interested in, um, for the next year, I'm really excited about the Will Ferrell esports movie. 
because I think it's going to just, you know, it's going to pose the esports question to the wider world of, um, you know, the mainstream media. Like, I know we, we talk about the mainstream media a lot in the space, but I think that it's just like it does it in such a different way um, that, you know, if he goes too far with it and like, you know, mocking it and whatnot, then, you know, will the response be, Will Ferrell, you're a douche for disrespecting us? Or, you know, if he does it in a way that it's kind of like educational, funny, and to some degree, like respectful or true to the, let's say, let's use the favorite esports word, authentic to the space. Um, I think you could get a lot of support from the community. I'm excited because either it's going to be very well done, like you said, which will be, you know, obviously very positive, or it will be horrible. And I can't wait to see the whole community, you know, just be in flames about it. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, ooh, let's do, let's talk another one. Um, where do you want to see the League of Legends World Finals be held in 2018? That's very announce interesting. Um, Did they I, announce it yet or not? I don't think they announced it yet. I don't think so. Uh, honestly, I think it has. Even though it will be, you know, with the it'll be again in 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 America. I mean, this year was in China, but the year before it was in America. I think it has to be in America if only because it's the first year that the NALCS is franchised. So it's kind of, it can be just like, you know, like everything leads up to this. They're putting probably lots of money into the, um, into the marketing of the game and, 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 and specifically the NALCS right now. So I can't, I, it will be very difficult for it not to be in the U S also, they need to work on their American viewership. Yeah. And at the end of the day, if the league does as expected, so, you know, nothing too crazy, but the worlds go, you know, they go all out and they get a tremendous viewership, the league will be seen as a success its first year. And then I see next year with the EULCS most likely franchising, I see the worlds being in Europe. Okay. Yeah, I do think that's going to be America as well. Um, all right, let's do another one. Um, what... What new country do you expect to buy into Overwatch next? Overwatch League? I'll have to think there are two popping up in my mind right now. Um, I think maybe we'll see Canada. Okay, yeah, I believe that. Or we might see a Germany. Yeah, so, I got, I'm going to go yeah. with Germany too. Yeah. All right, let's see. Do you have any more for me? Um, let's see. So... Um, you know, giving giving the which new entrant like traditional sports team that uh-huh. has entered esports right now, do you see uh, becoming you know a real esports organization and not just a team in in one league? Like which 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 esports which traditional sports team do you see really really you know making big moves in 2018 that are new entrants in 2017? All right, does uh do the Rangers count with Optic? Um, if they if they uh, if they go if they go, if they use the like the Ranger staff and the Rangers brand and it's not just giving Optic money for sure. No, okay, I think it's just giving Optic money and Optic's going to build it up. That's what I've been seeing. Um, gosh, okay, let me see. Uh, Cavaliers, yeah, I'm going to yeah. go with Cavaliers. I think that uh, super bullish on the Cavs right now. I really like Blake. I really like Nate Shot. Um, I think that you know they have a great partnership with LeBron. Um, I yeah, I'm bullish on the Cavs. I think so too. I mean, they they're already in CS:GO now. I mean, obviously the NALCS. So I think that they won't just wave here. On the same time, 
so I, I definitely pick them as my first pick. For like, secondly, I think we might see some interesting stuff from the Rockets, if just because I really like their analytical approach to everything. So I think if like a couple months into the NALCS, their current business model uh, proves to be working, they'll start implementing it into different games as well. Yeah. Um, okay. No. And I th- okay. So I think we're kind of in alignment on that. Um, all right. Here's another one. Uh, Arena of Valor. How big of a success will it be in the U.S.? I think it'll be a very big success. I mean, I so far everyone who I've talked to, um, including people that don't like MOBAs, like including me, for instance, enjoy Arena of Valor. And I think if Tencent has a has a good esports strategy in 2018. I think we can see uh, it really grow a, a community out of it. What do you think, Anton? Um, I'm I don't know. I'm torn. I just feel like I haven't. I don't know. Everybody says that it's a great game, and I haven't played it. But just my knee jerk reaction is it's not going to translate. I don't know. That's going to be my one. I guess uh, my one out-of-line prediction from everything is I don't think Arena of Valor will succeed in the U.S. Okay. Um, well, but, I, ho- I hope you be proven wrong. All right. Well, I think that about wraps it up for the show, unless there's anything else you wanted to talk about, Mo? No. Uh, I think, you know, just to, to wrap things up, I mean, 2018 will be an extremely historic year for esports. Uh, the first month of 2018 well, probably the most exciting month we, we, we have had in, in history. I mean, the OWL launching, the NAOCS launching, that'll be um, extremely excited. And, and also, I think it's important to thank our listeners who have been with us for the past couple of months. And, and, you know, we're very much looking forward to, uh, to uh, going on this journey with you guys in 2018. Yeah, guys, and thank you so much for tuning in to the past 18 episodes. We really appreciate it. Our iTunes growth uh, has definitely showed that, you know, you guys like this content. So we hope to do more for you in the next year. Um, as always, you guys can find me on Twitter at Joker Can Spell. And Mo, where can people find you? You can find me at M-R-E-I-S-E-N-M-A-N-N. Thank you very much for listening, guys, and we'll see you in the next year.